Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And welcome to Charmed, Charmed a Spellcast, Minnesota. Hey, you listening there? Have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls? Demon-infested world They're the Charmed Ones They're the Charmed Ones They're the Charmed Ones Charmed! A spellcast! We both put our fing- like hands up next to our faces like they were parentheses. <laughs> oh wait, no, not ellipses. Oh, parentheses. Fuck. But, you know, they both had the C's on the end, so I understand. Today I confused an ellipsis with an oblong, <laughs> and now parentheses. So something is going on. You were maybe thinking of like an elliptical shape. I was, but I would have been thinking about parentheses. <laughs> um, There's so many layers. Shana has been doing a lot this past week, and she'll be doing more next week. So she's a little fried. I'm a little fried. Um, okay. So, so hello, hello. This is a mini-sode. Yes. Today we are not going to be recapping um, a single episode, um, but we're going to be doing a bit of reflecting about the pod, Mm -hmm. about where we've been so far, where we have yet to go, which is the entire rest of the series. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, and and the big reason for doing this is logistical, because I could not get the space Mm -hmm. in which we usually record, so Bryce broke out her mini-mic for the Mm mini-sode, and um, here we are, and we just thought we'd give you, it's like bonus content. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I I mean, it is, it was, it was thought of for practical reasons, but I think that it can have... It's an added dimension. (laughs) Yeah. It's an added dimension of the pod, so instead of merely listening to us discuss something um, with careful scrutiny, (laughs) like we're getting paid to do so, you're going to listen to us ramble about our personal lives and goals like you never listen to. I think it's a much needed check-in and a little bit of a break in the normal flow of content just to like shake it up and give us give us more opportunities to be interesting. (laughs) Exactly, because you know we've gotten so stale. Yeah. Man, Mm -hmm. oof, we're, we're old hat. At this point. I, I know, you know, we're like 11 episodes in. It's Can you believe it? Cannot. I actually can't. I'm really proud of you. Man. And you? I'm not proud of myself. I oh. think I'm silly. Okay. But I'm enjoying myself. Then why just me? Confusion. Because you are my heart. Stop. That's all. Stop. <laughs> no. I'm cutting it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, I am actually really glad that we've been able to keep this going and it has provided me with a regular excuse to see you and have a nice conversation and also be able to watch something that I love Mm -hmm. and uh, think about the importance of media. Yeah. I feel as if these past couple of weeks have been a little bit hectic for us and they were coming off of uh, like a month-long break where we kind of didn't record together or like didn't record consistently. So I'm realizing now that I need to, like, rededicate myself to this project because I do like it. And you telling me all these things right now 
reminds me that I value this and I value you and I really, I, I need to like remember that and like start to come back to this project with more like enthusiasm. She forgot she valued me. No, that's not what that was. <laughs> that's the opposite of what that was. That was a re, it's a reaffirmation oh, okay. of my valuation of you. <laughs> so today we're doing a rededication spell. Oh, oh yes. Um, and it goes like this. Dear magics, mm -hmm. um, please help me realize that something I really love is worth spending time on and shouldn't be shoved into a very stressful, pressurized amount yes. of time merely because I feel I have to do it, but because I really want to. Mm, my turn. Sincerely, me. Okay. Dear magics, it has been seven days since my last confession. Oh. And I was <laughs> my child. <laughs> Ten Hail Marys. I don't know how it works. Okay. Um, Here's to media studies, feminism, queerness in a general sense, and also a specific sense, and to having a good time with the yes. people you love. And witchery. And witchery. Which is forever. <laughs> I listened to that the other day. Witches forever. <laughs> and it just cheered me up so much. Oh, good. I know that um, the past couple of episodes, I've been like editing it the morning of, so you didn't get a chance to listen to it before we like posted it. So I'm glad that you were able to at least oh, yeah. hear it. Yeah, I think it's really cute. My favorite thing is how high, I think it was Monique's voice oh, yeah. goes. Witches forever. I can't yeah, do it. It really cut through. And it really added some oomph yes. to our harmonies. Yes, indeed. So, with all that said, let's do some manner keeping. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what's been going on for you, Bryce, Miss Sound Designer? Miss Sound Designer, indeed. Um, That's Mr. Sound <laughs> Designer, indeed, to you. <laughs> Mr. Sound Designer, indeed. Um, yeah, so... Uh, she says that because this past weekend was King Lear, or Queen Lear, um, the performances of it. Um, so I sound designed for that, this uh, show, and it was good, and it's a very long show. <laughs> and that's what I have to say about it. Um, but it was fun, and it was, and it was like, successful. Uh, we did use a queen. I think we, I don't know if I cut that out from an earlier episode, but it was casted genderblind, and it's... You saw Queen Lear just before it, so I did. even though you didn't come to see my production, it's okay. It's okay. I understand. You gotta. You you will be going with your manner keeping in a second, so you can like debrief on what's been going on in your life. But even though you didn't get to see it, you saw it in spirit by seeing it with Lauren uh, at a much more well known <laughs> and highly credible uh, production. It may have been um, more lauded, but I still would have liked to have seen yours because I think. No matter who does a Shakespearean adaptation, they all have the right to make it really incredible mm. um, because I don't think it relies as much on production value as it does on text. That's a really good point. I did, so I've never done Shakespeare before, but I've seen Shakespeare a lot because of you. I just realized, like, I was so used to seeing it in, like, a pared-down environment, and I recognize, like, oh, it's interesting now that you can add all these certain elements to it. And I don't think they take away from it, but I think that they are, they make me think about Shakespeare differently than I realized I used to think about it. I, I also wanted to say that the director that we had for this one uh, was a fourth-year med student, so he wants to be a neurologist, so he has many more years ahead of him. But for his undergrad, he studied English Lit, and he spent a year at the Globe studying Shakespeare. So this is kind of like the thing he used, like, his first passion, his first love. A whole year? 
No, I think it was a month. I think it was a month. I'm going to, like, tune it back. I think it was, like, a summer abroad, probably, like, program. Nice. I was like, I I want that study abroad program that's literally, like, you shall absorb the words of Shakespeare. (laughs) We shall drop you into the globe, and there you shall foment your revenge or something. I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like that's what I want to do. His revenge? I don't know. You know, Mackers, Hamlet. Um, seems like you know Shakespeare way more than I do. <laughs> Oops. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, yes, that's I'm what I I'm sure did. it was a wonderful production. Thank and you. And I am very sad to have missed it. It was a tough week because at the same time this production was happening, I was also in the midst of my midterms, and it was quite a bunch. And it, it, was, it just felt like the week before that and the week before that had been, like, crushed as well. So, like, there wasn't enough time to prepare for these midterms. And then the week of, there wasn't any time because it was, like, every night I was in rehearsal for, like, 6 to midnight. And it was, ugh, it's over. It's gone. It's done. What have you been doing to breathe? Since then? Yeah. Uh, since then, I have taken big naps. You heard it here first, folks. Yes. Got a lot on your plate? Swipe it all off your plate. Take a big nap. Yes. Yes. Big nap. Yeah. Ignore your problems. Sleep through them. Yes. Uh, Stress dreams. Yes. So that you can resolve whatever is bubbling up inside you, but you don't really have a moment to actually uh, parse through. Mm -hmm. So just let your subconscious do the work. Yes. Speaking of which, um, I woke up this week, like, from... Overnight sleep, not from a nap. I woke up, and the first thing I started to do was worry. Oh. And I was, I don't even remember what I was worrying about, but I was worrying, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. Then I thought to myself, man, this worrying sure is is a problem. What could this possibly be? I feel like I'm the only person in the world who worries so much. And then another part of my brain went... Shana, that's called anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I had just completely forgotten the concept of anxiety, and I was like, I got to WebMD this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Um, Your turn. Your manner keeping. Oh. Keep the manner. Mine was that I have anxiety. Oh, good. But that's okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. I have known that for a while. Um, Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. A lot happened in the past two weeks, and I will fail to remember it, I'm sure. So I'll just go with the big things. Okay. Um, A big thing was that uh, I got to help out with a drag show that I really like, a dragon burlesque show, and that was wonderful. And it was so nice to be in a positive queer space that is, like, explicitly dedicated to creating community and also it was a charity show so it was actually monetarily like dedicated to uplifting parts of the community that don't get a lot of attention and all of the proceeds from the show from tickets from uh, the raffle went to something called the queer detainee uh, project and it's a program that works with former detainees of, uh, like, ICE. It mm-hmm. said, I think ICE is the primary one, and it works to help them with legal issues and also, once they are released from detainment, to help them kind of 
integrate back into their normal lives and pick up from a place that is not as shattered as it could be, essentially. Amazing. Yeah, no, so it's super, super cool. And that is something that will feed me for a long time, I think. (laughs) Just the experience of not only attending these shows, which I have been doing, but actually feeling like I was helping to create the space. Yeah, that's amazing. So that was my wonderful thing. It was also something I was very, very nervous about because I haven't performed or, like, yeah. I haven't performed for a long time, essentially. Um, I used to do a lot of acting, uh, Shakespeare, (laughs) uh, and I had fallen out of practice with it. Um, And this kind of, I think, helped me realize that it's fun and okay to want to be in the spotlight for things, especially if that spotlight helps contribute to a cause that I feel really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that was really great. I'm so sad I missed it. We missed each other's things because we were both doing things. We should just not do things. (laughs) But you've already got another thing happening in like April. Do I? Rebecca. Oh, God. You forgot? (laughs) You got too many things going there on. There was a is lot happening. Issue, I think. Tomorrow I'm flying to London. She, oh yeah, you should keep going That's off your manner keeping. Um, so I'm very glad to have this time right now to hang out and talk for mm-hmm. a bit, um, because I feel as though it has been a, a pretty consistent stress of midterms, presentation, getting ready to go to London, this show. Mm-hmm. And then spring break. Oh, yes. Yeah, going to London for a conference called Queer Work, Queer Labor at University College London, and I'll be presenting a paper, um, which will be very fun and strange because I think I'm going to be the only American there. Um, I was just looking at the the program. I was thinking, wow, look at all these amazing international scholars. And then I realized in this context, I am also an international (laughs) scholar. but I'm a dumb American. And I was talking with a friend the other night and telling her about my paper. And I was saying, I was explaining it, and she was saying, wow, you're like objectively right about this topic. And I don't believe in objective truths, uh, which is another philosophical thing, whatever. But I thought, how funny would it be if I, the American, show up at this UK and European scholar-dominated conference and just start out by going, hello, I'm from New York, and I'm objectively right. <laughs> you got to do a bit more of a New York accent. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Because I'm from New York, yeah. and objectively, I am right. Yeah, that's good. That's Is that New York? <laughs> sounded kind of good. It kind of sounded like Christopher Walken. It does, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> that's all I can do. <laughs> Um, yes, so, yes, that's happening? Yeah. There's more. I know there is. Oh, and then I, yes, I'm writing for the Bisexual Resource Center covering the Tribeca Film Festival in April. And I just found that out, too. There's Slow a down, lot kid. happening. There is a lot happening. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening is like that interested in this but then I realize most of the people listening are like my parents so they want to know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in lieu of a, like a yeah weekly phone call yeah hi mom and dad uh sarah's here we're hanging um she looks tired but maybe she's just tired of my jokes basically a lot of media art theater for me it's all queer but i mean that would happen anyway because i'm doing it but (laughs) also just living living a good life I was watching an episode of Tasty today on YouTube, and they are recreating um, this, like, really expensive Wagyu beef sandwich thing. And so they bought some, like, Japanese white bread, and it was in a loaf format. And uh, Nikki, who is one of the BuzzFeed um, talent people, had to, like, cut it. And she was, like, cutting it, and it was kind of on a slant. And she was like, ah, I just can't cut it straight, but it's because most things about me aren't straight. (laughs) And I thought you would really appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate the opportunity for a good gay joke. (laughs) Uh, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, if this happened like in your middle school. Um, But there definitely, middle school and high school, there was this whole push of like, don't say that's so gay. Oh, I do remember, yeah. Of like, even if there was, there were big campaigns against it. Oh, I don't remember the big campaigns. Um, Just like advertisements and things in which people... Most notably, Hillary Duff. I remember this one. Hillary Duff did no way. a spot in which she says, you could say anything. You could say something is this, something is that, something is that. But what you don't mean is that's so gay, so don't use it. Um, so I remember that. But So there was this, this push to like not say something is so gay. Mm-hmm. And yes, valid for the time, because it was pretty much only being used as a derogatory exclamation and uh a lot of other words were used as well that were just complete put downs and i remember as a middle school middle schooler especially being like you can't use the word gay <laughs> like just don't use it because that i only had a negative association with it mm-hmm. um oh interesting yeah yeah and i also to me a gay person was an abstract concept Okay. Like, I didn't, in my mind, I did not know anyone who was gay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like calling someone a leper. Yeah, exa- that's what it felt like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was just so against it. And then when I, when I did come out, I started to notice in the GTSA especially, Gay Trans Straight Alliance was what my school had, my high school. Oh, nice. You guys added the trans. Yeah, we added, we added trans because... Um, there was a student who came up to one of the presidents and was like, hey, I super want to join GSA, but I'm trans, am I allowed? And he was like, what? Yeah, of course. And that's why they added T. But I think most of the time, most schools have had GSA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like a little, a nice clarification, I think. Mm-hmm. to be as inclusive as possible yeah, definitely. because there was confusion. So remedied that. Anyway, I noticed when I started going to these meetings, at first I was just there because they had cookies. Mm-hmm. And then I was a gay. And I was like, oh, I'm here for cookies and I am a gay. <laughs> That's just like, was it Kristen's story? She was like, I'm such an ally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Kristen Russo sharing her allyship <laughs> to queerness. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, but I noticed in this space that people were using 
well, obviously they were using the word gay, but they started using that's so gay and reclaiming it. Mm. And I didn't understand that at all at first. I just thought, why, like, I guess it's okay for them to say that. Because in my mind, it was still like a banned term because it could only do harm. So gay became something that was like, all right, I guess we can say this. And now it's an evol- it's evolved to a thing of me understanding that there are good gay jokes and reveling in the fact that there are good gay jokes and they're not based on identity as a derogatory thing, but rather identity as a source for many puns. <laughs> and so I am a big, big fan of using any sort of, well, I can't even walk in a straight line. Or like <laughs> I can't even cut this bread straight. I can't even make a straight face, I think is my favorite one. Um, but yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's just like a heartening thing to know that it's it's never actually been a word to be ashamed of, mm-hmm. just recognizing the distinction between it being used in a vacuum as something that puts somebody down, and then that doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Mm-hmm. It's re-entered the world of humor, but in a more positive and proactive way. Yeah. It's a very good reflection. While we were talking, I could not stop thinking the entire time of thinking about the phrase, that's so Raven, every time you said that's okay. There are two categories. <laughs> there are two kinds of people in this world. And that's Raven. it. <laughs> there are the Ravens, and there are the Edgar Allan Poe's. <laughs> so yes, going off of this idea of reflection, are there any sort of observations that you've made over the course of our 11-episode jaunt? Yes. No. (laughs) No. I mean, what? (laughs) No observations whatsoever. I am so glad you brought it back to the main premise of this episode. Uh, Any observations that I've made? Um, Let me steeple my hands and think about that for a second. One. Uh, Bryce is steepling (laughs) her hands for those listeners out there. As you are as well. We are mirroring each other. Um, I thought you said marrying, and I got really (laughs) excited. I was like, here's the church, here's the steeple. Bryce and I go inside, and we're going to marry. (laughs) And here are the people. And here are the people. I Okay, so I did used to do a weekly radio show back in undergrad, and um, it was such a different experience. One, because a lot of the time I would do it by myself because I had a solo show for a while. And the other thing is because when I wasn't doing it by myself, it was um, a music show. So we would like play music and then we would talk for like five minutes and then we would have a break and just play music for another 15 minutes. And it was kind of like a nice crutch. Like whenever you run out of things to say, you're like, and now for some tunes. Um, So like having a hour long talk show where you don't just talk about whatever, but you like really dive into some interesting thoughts and you like pick apart things with like an analytical and critical mindset has been a very, it's actually been like such a good mood boost every couple of weeks or so. Because I would come in some days and I'd be like kind of upset, like things that would, be, would be on my mind from the past couple of days or I would like have all these worries that I need to like deal with. Um, and then I would just like put that all aside for one hour and just kind of chat about something else with as much like thoughtfulness and presentness as I would have for like these other things, but with something positive and like affirming. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I think that was the mindset that I wanted to have for this. I mean, when we were coming into it, I was saying that we should, like, really frame this podcast as, like, a friendship podcast. 
And I think that's what it really turned out to be, for me at least. Yeah, I think we've succeeded in that we're still friends. Mm -hmm. So that's a plus, definitely. Um, I would say along the same... Same... Same Z's. Along the same lines, I was looking forward to doing this because you did have experience with radio and podcasting. And I was like, great, I got someone to hold my hand. (laughs) Phew. And I was really nervous about how could I possibly fill an hour. Um, But then, but then I realized it's quite easy sometimes because we have the entire structure of an episode just built in. Mm -hmm. Episode within an episode. And then also, this is something that for me is so fun to talk about. And I'm going to school, as I have said before, I'm going to school for my master's in cinema studies. That means I'm analyzing media all the time, 24 hours a day sometimes, um, when I don't get sleep, and then I, yes, that's bad. But anyway, (laughs) midterm season, 24 hours a day. Um, But some of the time when I'm doing a lot of the, like, foundational work for that, I don't actually get to focus on the things that make me the most passionate. Mm-hmm. I can kind of uh, fold them into a larger argument that I'm making in order to get my degree, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel as though I'm focusing on things that I don't actually want to give my attention to as much. That's not a huge portion of my time, but it is a lot of my reading. <laughs> so the ability to create a space that just lets us discuss things that we have fun with, we're passionate about, and there's really no pressure on the situation, I think fosters an environment that I would want everyone to have access to. Like, I would I would want to hear literally every single one of my friends, I would want to hear an hour of their podcast on whatever they would want to just talk about. And I wouldn't ask any questions or anything. I would just listen to them talk by themselves or with a friend or something about something they're really passionate about because I feel as though I've worked through a lot of things while making this podcast that I haven't gotten to say elsewhere. Hmm. And that's been a really nice thing. Fascinating. Okay. Didn't realize that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I, I do think you were really hitting on something, like, first of all, very well said, but you were really <laughs> hitting on something earlier when you were talking about how you do a lot of, like, foundational work, and a lot of your readings are in things that can be applied to things you're interested in, but maybe not necessarily were written from that perspective. Um, <laughs> and I think that this is, like, actually a really good, like, a out, outlet? Outlet! Okay. I was like, Outlook? Email? I think it's a really good outlet for... Urban Outletters. <laughs> it's a really good... It's an Urban Outletters. It's an REI outlet. Yes. That's a good one. Nordstrom Rack. Okay. okay. Yes. So it's a good outlet. It's a good outlet. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. I would agree. I think it, it forces me to come up with ways to say things slightly more concisely. Oh, yes, that's that too. We're always on a, like, time crunch. I know. Oof. Oof. Slightly more concisely, and then also synthesize a lot of information into a an hour. Ah, oh, you're so good at this. That's what I was looking for. Um, not just, like, synthesizing, like, everything you want to say into an hour, but also synthesizing all of your prior knowledge and, like, the things that you get from your from your readings into, like, a practical application. Yeah, exactly. This is... 
Can you believe a podcast is our idea of a practical application? <laughs> I believe it. This is okay. Hmm. I feel as though this is all just me working toward getting verified on Twitter. You just got a Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the goal she never My knew she had. My lifelong goal. <laughs> You gotta get that blue check. Come heck or high water. Come heck or high water. I won't say it. <laughs> I would like to do a reflection very quickly on the importance of Charmed itself. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, cool. Okay. Let's do it. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, fine. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you sure. got it. All right, boss. So, the importance of Charmed. In this essay... <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about how three young women and then eventually other people that I can't talk about because this is a spoiler-free podcast, Ooh. but primarily these three young women um, represent a sort of inverse of an ideal to me. Okay. Um I mean, to me, they are the ideal. Like, they're freaking awesome. But what I really love about this show, I think more than anything, is that it portrays three women who are at the start of their careers, who are not established necessarily in any sort of route, whose life could go any which way, and whose life is often, every week, threatened to derail and go into a completely topsy-turvy spin. And yet, despite all of these things, they are each harnessing an incredible power. Hmm. Sometimes because of these things, they find power to not only vanquish the evil at the end of the day, but also reassure themselves of their own agency and ability to move through a world that is hostile to them. So I really appreciate that about the show. As many filler episodes as there are, <laughs> as many weird decontextualizations of historical figures, um, I think at the end of the day, the reason I want to keep focusing on the show is because it provided me with something that I sorely needed mm -hmm. in my life at that time. And I still like to look back on. Well said. Should we wrap this up within our resolutions? Yeah. Let's do okay. some resolutions. Um, we will watch a reboot episode and then do a, an episode about the reboot episode. <laughs> we shall indeed. We shall toot it or boot it. Um, I will... Toot it or reboot. I will start to carve out more time to really dedicate to thinking about this podcast and to thinking about how I want it to uh, go and impact my life. We will finally get Sierra on this show <laughs> to give us her thoughts about the portrayals of witchcraft and Wicca. She, she should come on at least before the season finale. Cause oh, I feel yeah, like... definitely. I resolve to continue letting this be a fun space for me and for Bryce, and for our friendship, and for the love of Charmed more yes. than anything else. I resolve to get better at social media for this because I'm so bad at it. You're good at social media. Oh, not just, for this. Yeah, you've got other things. Yikes. I got to remember that we have a social media. I will try to take more pictures. I'm all, I will resolve to do that as well. I'm pretty 
pretty non-picturesque. That's not the word. Non-picturesque. <laughs> I am excited to keep going with this. I am excited to bring more songs. I would try to make more songs, I think. Yeah. To give you a little break. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. That's fine. And, 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 and. Oh, I have one. I reaffirm my love to you, listener. Oh, I don't know if I'm there yet. Oh, well, I wanted to take this time to mention that if you've been following along or popping in here or there for the past 11 episodes, just know that I value you, and I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you give... I mean, you don't give me a reason to speak in this moment because, like, I do it for us, and I do it for myself and for you. But it's nice to know that I have support. That's wonderful. Thank you to everyone who has left reviews. They have been delightful. Indeed. Um, Please, please feel free to leave one. Oh, gosh, it gives me such joy. And, yeah, I really appreciate all of my friends who have listened to one episode or more. More is astounding. Yes. So thank you so much. If you like Charmed, if you like us, don't listen. This is the worst of us and Charmed. Um, (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks with your regularly scheduled programming. We will indeed. And that's all I got. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.